The following is a production of Different Brains. Visit us at differentbrains.org. Hi, I'm Hacky Reitman. Welcome to another episode of Different Brains. And we're very lucky today to have somebody who's really in the front lines. Valerie Herskowitz has been a speech pathologist and language specialist for about 38 years, although she doesn't look old enough. And she is the founder of the Chocolate Spectrum, which we're going to tell you all about today. And that's the chocolate store that's staffed by people on the autism spectrum whose brains are a little bit different, including her wonderful 26-year-old son who's kind of running the joint. Valerie, hello. Welcome to Different Brains. Hi, Hacky. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this. Well, it's great to, great to see you. Now, I know your, your story and everything, but I want to share it with our wonderful Different Brains audience because you have a tale to tell. Why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Well, as you mentioned, I'm Valerie Herskowitz, and uh, you never really know what life has in store for you. And if I were to have to look back in the last five or six years and say, this is where I'd be now, I wouldn't believe it. But I just sort of let things unfold as they come. And here I am. I'm the owner of a chocolate store. And uh, we also sell pastries and things like that and do parties. And it employs my son, as you mentioned, and two guys with autism. And we have up to, I don't know, maybe, I think we have 24 students now that come in and out of our doors on a weekly basis, interns and apprentices, and teen, we have a teen program now, and it's become like a little center for making chocolate and learning how to work with others, and, and uh, here I am. And where is it? Where is it located? We're in Jupiter, Florida, which is on the northern end of the Palm Beach County line, we're right on the corner of Indian Town Road and, and I-95 in a shopping center called Jupiter West Plaza. And people from that community know that plaza because there's a Winn-Dixie in there. And I know that you ship out a lot of product, too. That's how we started. Yeah, we started out of my house in 2013. And uh, back then, it was just Blake and I. And we started it as a mail order. And also we do shows where we go different places and sell things. And it started as mail order. And um, to this day, we continue. We have a mail order business, especially around the holidays, that sends out everywhere in the U.S. and all military installations around the world. I want you to tell everybody how they can um, help you train all of these interns and apprentices and pay your employees and run the business by buying some of your product, how would they do that? So if you want to buy our products, there's a couple of ways you can do it. One, of course, is we have a website. We have an online store. So if you don't live in the Jupiter or Palm Beach area, that would be a great way to do it. It's at shop.thechocolatespectrum.com. And you'll see all of our products on there. We have a area right there you can click and you can see what we have for the holidays, something for everyone. But if you're in the Jupiter area, come by the shop. We have a retail shop, and you can also have uh, a nice look at all of the guys making chocolate or some of our classes. And so those are two ways, two great ways of getting our stuff. Or if you're at one of our shows, like we'll be 
we do shows all over the county. When people ask us to come, we bring our treats and we set up a booth and we sell that way. And uh, what if people would like to, what if there are some parents watching or some young teenage entrepreneurs who want to learn that business? Uh, can they come there and get trained? Well, we're very lucky. Um, because of my background in the therapy area, I was able to secure some terrific grants this year. And we were able to expand our training program to not only include adults, which of course is my primary focus, but now we have a teen, a differently able teen program. And they come, there's, we're doing 16 teens this year in, in three month increments. So right now I'm training our first group of four teens and they come eight hours a week. Some of it's classroom and some of it's actually uh, apprenticing where they work with us and they make the stuff that we need them to make and they we have a criteria of what they need to do and when they're done hopefully they're going to have a lot of skills in the culinary area and we also do a lot of uh, customer service training to teach them how to wait on customers so that can help them in other careers if they decide they want to do something else in retail or something like that we, we do a lot of training in that area as well. Now, when you're, a, uh, when you're running a business and you're training so many people and everything and you're doing all this good work, how do you make the decision between in what kind of business entity? Like in some of our audience is thinking of starting something similar to help others like you do. Do they become a not-for-profit or a profit or how do they navigate that and how did you make your decisions? Again... I, like I said, I never planned for this to be a business where, let alone a business, let alone something I was going to do for the autism community. I got into chocolate just because I used to run a therapy center down in Broward County. And when I sold that and moved up to Palm Beach, I was working part-time. I, I still work part-time as a professor at Nova University. And um, I decided to get into chocolate purely for fun. And like I said, one thing led to another. My son got into it and we, we ended up making a business out of it. I personally find the food industry, the food, anything dealing with food to be, it's, it's got its pros and it's got its cons for the special needs community. The pro is that a lot of people who are differently abled and in the autism world happen to like sweets. So that works out. The con of it is that the food industry is a really, really, really tough industry. Uh, it's not, there are so many rules and regulations and issues that you have to deal with when it comes to food. Um, we're manufacturers, so we're actually making everything that we sell right from, not obviously we don't make the chocolate, we buy chocolate, but we make all the confections ourselves, everything. So there's a whole manufacturing component of that. In retrospect, I don't think I would recommend that, except for certainly not for anyone who's weak at heart. And I would probably recommend that if, let's say, you were a group of people, you were getting together and you had a lot of support. But I've had to learn through the School of Hard Knocks how to, how to do that kind of a business. And it's a little over, it's pretty demanding, especially if someone my age um, with all the commitments that I have. So when I get calls, and I do, I get calls constantly and I get emails from families and uh, we talk and we recommend different
programs or different possibility of entrepreneurship for their individuals. I don't recommend the food industry right off unless that person has a particular interest or culinary expertise in that area. I would probably go to something else. Um, there's many other different types of businesses that one can go into, but I would probably go into something uh, that doesn't really involve manufacturing, first of all. Well, that's very well said. You know, it's kind of like when sometimes people say to me, well, I, I want to be an orthopedic surgeon like you do. I said, well, it took about 15 years of training. You know, it's, uh, and like you say, uh, when you're out in the business world, whether it's the very, very tough food industry or many industries, there's a very steep learning curve and there's a lot of investment involved. That's why it's capitalism also. And um, it's tough to make uh, businesses succeed, so I salute you. And uh, would you uh, care to share more with us about uh, your son, Blake, and his different uh, abilities? Absolutely. I'm an open book when it comes to Blake. Um, well, I don't like to use the term low-functioning or high-functioning. That's kind of gone out with the, with the wind. We use terms now like high-service needs, mid-service needs, or low-service needs. Um, but that said, people can relate more when you use the low functioning thing or the high functioning thing. And Blake would probably in all due fairness to him be considered a lower functioning or a high service need individual. And so finding things for him to do after high school was, well, there just wasn't anything. I mean, literally nothing. And it was just a fluke that he ended up kind of hanging out with me in the kitchen. I didn't ask him to. He had never shown a big interest in the kitchen or anything. Actually, I was never really in the kitchen much myself until I got into this. Um, when I had my therapy center, I actually never cooked. I had a cook. And my husband can't believe that my life is now in the kitchen. He was never one of those kids, you know, like people say, oh, my son with autism, he has this amazing interest, borderlining on obsession. And and this, that, or the other thing, and Blake never had one of those. So the fact that it was pastries and chocolate later in life, I mean, he was, you know, 20s already, was amazing, which, of course, I jumped on it, and that's how come we decided to go ahead and make a business out of it. Because in the beginning, it was just a hobby, and we were making chocolate and pastries for family and friends, but that didn't take up the course of a day, um, and I needed him to be busy. I there was literally nothing for him to do all day other than that. So we really almost had no choice but to go into business because I needed a way to be able to keep him busy. And that was really the original point of why we started the Chocolate Spectrum. It was to just, well, we can't just keep making stuff and giving it to friends and family. We've got to figure out how to build this into something that's going to keep him purposeful. And so that's what we did. And then Blake actually works six days a week at the shop. He and his caregiver take public transportation into the shop every day. And he, he, he has one other thing that he's good at, and that's laundry. So we put the um, washing machine and dryer in the shop, a little one of those mini ones, and he's responsible for all the aprons and towels and rags, and he has to do that every day when he gets to the shop. And then he has certain things, like Blake's job is he makes all the chocolate bars in the shop. He helps put sprinkles on 
pretzels, um, on truffles. He molds truffles. And you know what? I said to myself, and this maybe isn't very nice of me to say about my own son, but I said, if Blake can do it, anybody can do it. So that's kind of what led me to realize that this type of a business had potential for all levels on the spectrum, all levels of individuals. Um, and that's, we just, we take advantage of whatever anybody's abilities are and we, and their strengths and we work on their weaknesses and we turn them into something. That's what we do over there. Um, say in our audience now, someone watching this has a child who's aging out of the system, so to speak. Um, what are the resources, like I'm down here in Broward County, of course you got Dade County and Palm Beach County, so uh, locally speaking, at least in this Tri-County area, um, what do you suggest for parents who are not, haven't gone through the process you have and are trying to figure things out? Um, who do they turn to? What are some of the resources you might recommend might be a bit helpful, although I know it's a tough navigation no matter what you do. Well, it's a tough navigation because it's a short list. That's the problem. And uh, I'm not saying there's nothing. For one thing, the Dan Marino Center has a, on east, the east side of Fort Lauderdale, they have a uh, vocationally based school for individuals that qualify for their programs. Also, ARC um, has a culinary program. Uh, ARC of Broward has a culinary program. And I really, other than that, honestly, there's something called adult day training for individuals that are high service needs, but really it's a real short list. And I have to say that if parents are really looking to get their children, first of all, they have to go. The very first thing they need to do is they need to get their kids into vocational rehab, voc rehab. They have to sign up their kids for voc rehab. Now in the state of Florida, they just passed a program, it's a brand new program called the STARS program through vocational rehab. And it starts with age 14. So if you have a 14 year old or older in the public school system, you're, you have to go to your public school and tell them that you want your child to be involved with vocational rehab through the STARS program. And the STARS program, well, it's not a complete training program, but they have People, um, they will give access to people to teach students who are what we call transitioning how to develop a resume, how to work on their social skills, and um, how to do interviewing skills. So we're just getting into that in Palm Beach now, where we're associated now with the PASS program. Well, that's uh, that's a great program, and I salute that. Just started. Yeah. Brand new. Well, in fact, if you go to the school, they might not even know about it. You'll have to call Vogue Rehab to get more info on it. But it's supposed to be, the schools are supposed to be sending them through voc vocational rehab starting at age 14. Great. One of our other board members at Different Brains is Debbie Monagat, who's 
got a couple of master's degrees and going for a PhD. And she's on several boards up in Palm Beach County and uh, working hard. She does a lot of the starting with the infants, actually. And, uh, you know, in my lab, the one of our recent interviews with uh, our mutual friend Temple Grandin, um, who uh, I, we interviewed her for Exploring Different Brains, and she was just emphasizing make sure you start early with getting your kid used to working or doing some kind of job. It just, whatever it is, they don't even have to get paid, but you have to get them into it. And part of the problems with our overall one-size-fits-all educational system and society system, really, is that uh, the youngsters don't get the exposure to different trades and vocations and find out what they might be passionate about, find out what they might be good at, find out what they may have a strength for, find out what they like doing, you know? I mean, uh, the chocolate spectrum, uh, Thomas Derry's uh, Rising Tide Car Wash in Parkland, where all the uh, employees are autistic, and they love doing the work they do. They do a great job uh, washing the cars and trucks. Um, so it's, you know, all of these directions now, I hope, are moving in that direction to try to harness what abilities are there. Well, I think I think you hit on one very important point, Hacky, and that's we as as a group, we all waited too long to start doing this. And that's why for quite a while now, I've been wanting to focus not only on the adults. I mean, of course I love my adults and we have a fantastic training program there for them. But I wanted to get with the high schoolers and the middle schoolers because I felt like we needed to start early. Um, even when I was many years ago, when I had my therapy center, we had a program called Pathways to Independent Living. And we started life skill training very young. So I was very happy when Children's Services Council of Palm Beach shared our vision and helped us with a grant to start training, uh, not only training, but like you said, exposing individuals it's for 14 years to 18 years to be able to expose them not only to the culinary world that we're in but the retail world and the manufacturing ends of things and even the shipping and packing end so when our the 16 students that are going to be working with us this year will have a lot of experiences and it may not end up where they're going to be working in a chocolate shop but they can take the retail experience or the shipping experience or the or the culinary experience or the customer service, or even just learning how to work with others, they struggle with that. They struggle with how do we communicate to other colleagues that are that we're working with in in at the same time. So a lot of the social skills have to be worked on. And I hope that there's more initiatives like that going on. I haven't seen a lot of them, but hopefully that there's more initiatives like that going on. I know if you go over to the um, Renaissance Learning Center, which is housed on the Elms campus up here in Jupiter, their high school program is very vocationally oriented. And I was lucky to get a tour of it uh, probably about a, about a month ago. And I was very impressed with the fact that they're focusing now on the vocational ends of things. So like I said, up here in Jupiter, I know what's going on, but down in other areas, I hope that there's there's more of that going on. I hope there's more initiatives for the for the trans for the transitioning teens, as we say. 
Now, do they have much of a presence of CARD, the Center for Autism Related Disabilities, up where you are? You know, uh -huh. yeah. yeah. We're very close to the CARD at FAU. We work very closely with the individuals up there. Um, they're very supportive of us. And uh, I, I, can't, I can't thank them enough. They've been right aboard with me since I started this project back in 2013. They have promoted us. They help us get the word out. Um, they come in. <laughs> they like to buy chocolate. They bring their groups over. Uh, card for us up here, and not only card at FAU, but card at UM. Even though UM doesn't technically, UMNSU doesn't technically cover um, our area, they are. They've jumped on board with our initiatives for adults, also right from the beginning. Uh, Dr. Alessandre is very, very committed. To I found Michael to be too. Michael has been just terrific. And when we uh, got to interview him, it was uh, uh, very, very educational for me and inspirational too. Uh, yeah, I've, been, I've been really lucky, but I'm also really persistent. And I think that if you go back to your original question about with what parents can do, one thing that I just want to say to parents is that don't wait around for somebody to come and drop something in your lap because that's not going to happen probably for a long time. They, you need to be out there rattling um, doorknobs and trying to get people to open them to your kids. Uh, there's a wonderful thing that happened that I wanted to share is that one of the individuals I know, a parent up here, literally went and like he was looking for a job. He really hit the street, he hit the pavement, and he and he didn't wait and he didn't end until he found a job for his son. And it's worked out beautifully. And he also works on those skills that his son needs in those jobs at home during the week. So, and his son's not even graduated from high school yet. So if people think that there's, that their kids are going to graduate from high school at the age of 22 or whatever, and there's just going to magically be this incredible life for them when they're done with high school, that's not there. They, you have to start planning way ahead, and you have to start being very assertive and um, and pushy. I guess that's aggressive, but you have to you have to you have to get out there and start making things happen. It's just not something that just appears. Very well said. Very well said, um, Valerie. How uh, with all that's in the literature now about. Uh, the microbiome in your gut and the gut brain stuff and all diet stuff. Um, how do you, do you have any problems navigating that pathway with the, the chocolates and pastries and things? Well, I wouldn't say that we're a diet center. <laughs> My son has been gluten free and, um, and casein free for 23 years. So because of that, I can cook, I cook and I bake gluten and casein free. We're not gluten and casein free in the shop per se. However, one great thing about chocolate is chocolate is naturally gluten free. So we, most of our products are gluten free as for, as far as, except for not our pastries, but our, our chocolate products for the most part are gluten free. I would say 90% of our products are gluten free. So that helps as far as dairy free or people that are vegan. We do that. We have certain products that are appropriate for them. And then from a pastry perspective, we are we have customers that 
order from us, special order from us, their gluten-free products. So they'll say, oh, I'm having a birthday party. We need a two dozen gluten-free cupcakes. And so, you know, because like I said, of my background with Blake, having learned to bake gluten-free, we can accommodate them. There's no problem with that. But in the shop itself, uh, I sometimes feel bad for Blake because if we're baking, he can't taste something. But we always have something for him and for the others that, that don't eat gluten. Well, that's great. Well, before we close, first of all, I want to thank you very much for being with us here. I would also like you to once again tell the audience where you're located, the name of everything you're doing, how they can get in touch with you, and everything else. Go right ahead. Valerie Herskowitz. All right, Valerie Herskowitz, call me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, you, but you can. You can call me in order if you, you feel more comfortable. I had a lady from Alaska call us last night. She didn't want to use the online ordering. So um, our shop number is 561-277-9886. Or you can, call, you can even call me on my cell. I'll answer any time of the day, um, like I did for the lady in Alaska last night. 954 9800134 and we're located our shop is at 6725 West Indian Town Road Suite 38 Jupiter Florida but for those of you who are watching this and you don't live anywhere near here you our website is thechocolatespectrum.com and our shopping area our online shopping is shop.thechocolatespectrum.com and I really would love it if you could visit us on Facebook. We have the Chocolate Spectrum. And we, we always post. We're, we're pretty good on posting a lot of stuff going on, uh, what we're doing and our, and our chocolate specials and things like that there, too. But if you go on our website, you can register for our email and you'll get all kinds of emails. Not too many, but you'll get emails and uh, talking about what we have in the shop. You have spe any special holiday promotions going on? We do. We have great holiday promotions. Um, by the time this airs, I don't know what it'll be, but if you register, if you go to thechocolatespectrum.com and you, you get on our mailing list or you go on Facebook and you get become part of Facebook and you check that regularly, we will have all sorts of early bird specials for early bird shoppers for the holidays. We'll have 20% off days. We'll have two for ones, all kinds of special deals for the holidays. And we do we have, like I said, we have things for everybody from a small little box of four chocolates all the way up to 24 chocolates and go and plus in a box. And we send it out everywhere. Send it out everywhere. So if you have any um, friends in the military, we can do them too for the holidays. Well, Valerie Herskowitz of the Chocolate Spectrum up there in Jupiter, thank you so much for being with us here on Exploring Different Brains. And we hope you'll come back very soon. I sure will. Thank you so much. This is a wonderful thing. Thank you again. Exploring Different Brains is a production of Different Brains, Inc. For more information, visit us at differentbrains.org.